ow, it is here, it is time, the future of games has arrived. Has it? It has. It's called the Tiger Electronics handheld games. Oh, right, the Little Mermaid one that, like, (laughs) I I recently replayed a gameplay of, and I was like, oh, man, that was not good. I did that a lot as a kid. It's the future of games right there. Future of gaming. Future of games. Uh, unfortunately, that is not the future of games. I, I regret to inform you, Did but you we were going to talk unfortunately? about. Yes. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to talk about that and then a game you played. Yeah. Uh, here today on the seasonal anime checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared. Joined as always by Doc Al and Ladyum. Hi hi. This is episode 184. Dang. And we're going to talk about some stuff today. Mm-hmm. Sons of Kaiba. What? Kaiba. Kaiba? Yeah. What? <laughs> Never mind. Move on. I'm very confused. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, the summer of games has basically kicked off because Sony finally did their PlayStation 5 unveiling event. Mm-hmm. On the final day of E3. Congratulations to them for finally showing up to E3 after a couple years. Yep. Uh, so we saw the PS5. We saw games that are going to be on the PlayStation 5. It's a thing. We saw the buttons for the controller repeatedly. Yeah, what a weird thing. It's like, th- this is the only thing that we know of w- with regards to the PlayStation brand. Let's just shove it down your throat as much as we possibly can. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, they uh, they unveiled the PlayStation 5. Kind of. Kind they of. showed the box. They showed games. Uh, and, of course, when you're, you're going into this huge event and you're hyping it up, it's like, here's what the PS5 is going to look like. You start off with Grand Theft Auto V. God, what a choice. That was the most, man, Rockstar paid us a lot of money to be at the head of this event, didn't they, kind of thing. A lot of money. God, that is a PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 game getting up again for the PlayStation 5. I cannot believe, and I was just really, really appalled when they started it with this. I'm like, oh God, that's a terrible way to start this. I, so I thought that this was going to be, like, I didn't think it was 6, because I think 6 is still going to be a ways off. Like, it's probably going to come out on these consoles, but it's not a launch game. I thought that this was going to be them finally enacting the the DLC they talked about doing for GTA Five like, eight years ago. Which DLC was that? They said they were going to make single player DLC for GTA Five, oh, like, right. I think around the time when this when it was coming out. Mm-hmm. But then GTA GTA Online happened and made them buttloads of money, so they were like, "Yeah, we don't really need to do that." Yeah. So that's what I thought it was, but then it was like, "Oh wait, these are the characters from GTA Five. Are they doing like a sequel to GTA Five, which would be real weird?" Real weird. And then it was like, "No, nah, we're just making GTA Five again." We're just putting out GTA Five again for the PlayStation Five and probably the the Xbox Series X and all that. It's such a Bizarre. Weird choice. What a weird choice and what a terrible way to start this. Yeah. Uh, I guess as well, PS Plus owners will get GTA Online free if you get a PS Five. Yeah. Sure. 
sure. I won't play and it. And if you log into the game, you get a bunch of money leading up to the release. Yay, money. If they were giving me real money, I'd be real stoked. <laughs> uh, following that, they showed off the new Spider-Man game, quotation marks. Spider-Man! Uh, yeah, Spider- there's been confusion about what this actually yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is not a good good name for a video game. Nope. Uh, which, of course, like a lot of people were just hoping that was going to be the Spider-Man game to begin with. And also with the way Spider-Man ends, that's kind of how they were setting it up for if they would do a sequel but apparently this isn't going to be a new sequel this is just like a standalone side game in the vein of lame. like yeah in the vein of like the, like the uncharted uncharted game that came out i think a couple years ago the infamous game that like launched on ps4 yeah that's a bummer and then like no one no one from sony knew what it was supposed to be nope no, it was real lame, which, like, I was stoked because it's like, oh, cool. Like, Miles is finally getting mm-hmm. a game. Like, that's exciting. And then, like, everything came out about, like, we don't know what this is. I'm like, oh, God. Really? Yeah, it's 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 a huge bummer. Yeah, that sucks. Um, it looked pretty. But who's surprised that the Person of Color game is the side game and not the full game? That's what I was thinking. Like, woo, have way to be tone deaf right now. Yeah. Oof. Uh, next up it's time for some cars because you cannot have a console reveal without cars baby (laughs) Gran Turismo 7 is in the works of the PlayStation 5 that game actually looked kind of on its way to being like that game could come out relatively soon because like they had menus and stuff that looked like Gran Turismo menus because they looked awful (laughs) in the way that always Gran Turismo menus look awful do they usually Um, look bad yeah, totally. Oh. Like, they're just so ridiculous looking. Um, that game looked fine. Like, I think it kind of was it was hindered by the way they set this presentation up where they're like, yeah, they got out of heaven and said, like, yeah, we're only going to do it at 1080-30. Yeah. But I think, like, they've put out, like, actual, like, 4K trailers of this and everything. So, like, that's what, what you're going to look for and see this. Those cars look good. Yeah, sure um, works cars. They, that, that was a simulation racing game. Um, we talked about this uh, when we were watching it, but, like, I don't know how well a new Gran Turismo is going to do. Like, the last one did really bad. Mm-hmm. Mostly because, like, it wasn't an actual new Gran Turismo. Oh. It was, like, a weird side thing that focused more on esports. It was real weird. Ugh. But also, like, Forza came out. has been basically Forza since, like, Forza 2 or 3 has just been eating Gran Turismo's lunch. Yeah. Constantly. So, like, I'd be curious to see how this is. Like, I know, like, 5 and 6 were kind of, like, they were good, but, like, they weren't great. So, but like the game looked good. Those cars looked really good. The interiors of those cars looked really good. So, and that's kind of what you would would want when you're showcasing something like this. Uh, next up, we there's a new Ratchet and Clank game being made. Yeah, did not expect that one. Yeah, because I think the only game they put out on PS4 was that reboot. Yeah, I which I don't know how well that did or anything, but yeah, uh, this looked like a Ratchet and Clank game. It had a clever name. A Rift Apart. Yeah. Because um, there's a lot of rifts in this game. They kind of overdid it with the rifts, I think. Yeah. I feel like that was them trying to showcase, like, hey, the no loading time sync in our console. This is a thing, guys. Yeah. Um, this game really, I think, like, showcased the what, what these consoles are really going to do graphically. Because, mm-hmm. like, you can't... I don't think we're kind of getting to the point of no return in terms of, like, 
making things look as lifelike as possible. Right. And with these consoles in particular, it looks like the focus is going to be be more lighting. on like lighting effects in terms of probably like, you know, use utilize, utilizing like uh RTX support and all that sort of stuff. But also like uh particle effects and all that mm -hmm. all that. Because like this game really showcased like, man, you could get a lot of particles on screen at once and like it not just completely bog down the frame rate or anything. And that's that's probably the most impressive thing that I've seen with these consoles so far was just this demo in particular. Yeah. Um so yeah, like it that looked like a Ratchet and Clank game. I never really played those games on PS2. I played a lot of the demos of them, but never like the actual full games of them. I could never and then, get into them. And then like once they were on PS3 and PS4, like I just never played them really. So yeah, it looks like one of those. There's a Lady Lombax. Yep. Sure is. I like how Insomniac today on Twitter had to be like, and she's playable. It's like, yeah, of course. Yeah. You kind of hinted at that with your trailer. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> Good god. Good job. Uh, following that, our friends at Square Enix showed up. Oh my god, did they? Uh, them and Luminous Productions, which what did what did Luminous Productions do? Um, Were they the Final Fantasy fifteen team? <laughs> oh God, I hope not. Uh, Luminous Productions. They the subsidiary Square Enix, blah, blah, blah. an external company from the development team of Final Fantasy fifteen. <laughs> Yuck. So there you go. Uh, they showed off a tech demo called Project Athea. Yep. That is supposedly going to be coming to the PlayStation 5 exclusively, and I'm sure it's going to come out the same day that Capcom's Deep Down will come out on the PS4. Um, although their Wikipedia page says, and Windows. Well, it, a console exclusive. That's going to be yeah. the thing. Is that yeah. like A lot of these are going to be like console exclusive or console window exclusive, but also coming out on PC as well. Whoa, hold uh, up, hold up, hold up. What's up? It lists that one of their video games is Final Fantasy 15 for Stadia. Is that like the really bad racing game that they had? Is that that's that what game? They put in like weird racing things in that game. Yeah, that okay, okay, good. Because, woof, woof. Anyway, 15 It's terrible. not specifically just a racing game, Yeah. <laughs> to be clear, yeah. Yeah, but that's all I ever saw of it was just yes. people like <laughs> laughing at how terrible it was. Yeah, that, that was rough. Uh, next up, we we came to a cyberpunk future where there's like robots and stuff. There's no humans, and you play as a cat. A cat with a backpack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this game's called Stray. is coming out in 2021. This game looks cool. Yeah, I want to play. I want to play this game. Uh, <laughs> following this is the latest game from Housemark. Uh, studio mostly known for twin joystick or shooters. So this looked really weird. Uh, it is called Returnal. Oh yeah, uh, that was a bad name. <laughs> uh, it's like very sci-fi. You're fighting aliens and like you have to redo your deaths over and over again. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, following that, we get Sackboy, A Big Adventure. It's a platformer based off of Sackboy from Little Big Planet. Um, this seemed just like a 3D platformer. I wonder if they're going to do anything interesting, like like creatively, in terms of like you know utilizing that this is from the Little Big Planet franchise. Like, is this going to have like user levels or anything, or is this just strictly a 3D platformer? That's a good question. I didn't get the like I didn't get that from that trailer, but like 
it's a question I think you would have to ask considering the the roots of where this game comes from. Yeah. Uh, Destruction All Stars is a game that's like half Destruction Derby and also half you're on foot. Oh, that one. All right, I remember that one now. That game looked kind of neat. Like I am still kind of confused by it, but like I was interested at least in it. So it's something. Yeah, I wouldn't play it, but like I could see where people would. Yeah. Uh, Kina Bridge of Spirits is an adventure game. Was this the one that like looked like a freaking Pixar film? Yes. It looked really good. I was interested by it. It reminded me of like, <laughs> like cameo. <laughs> wow. All right. As like that's the kind of game that I was thinking of when I saw this. Like I, that's I'm not trying to insult it, but like that's just where my mind went. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Some of these games that were showcased, it's like, man, this is some PS2, early 360 era kind of games we're showing off here. Oof. Launch era games. Yikes. Uh, following that was Goodbye Volcano High, which is a... Dinosaurs! Dinosaurs. Very indie. Uh, that's coming in 2021. It's coming out to, like, everything. Yeah. PS4, PS5, everything, like, all, all that sort of stuff. Uh, the game that the developers have basically self proclaimed as queer as f so look forward to that i'm interested in that game that game looked real cool yeah I'm interested uh, also in going to be very cool. sad because volcanoes are going to come kill all those dinosaurs yeah dinosaurs are pretty cool yo yeah uh the newest odd world game was shown odd world soul storm did not expect that one yeah huh that that is an odd world looking game all right sure is yep uh Shinji Mikami's new game, Ghostwire Tokyo, which got uh, showcased at Bethesda last year, got shown off more here with like actual gameplay and stuff, where that game's in first person, I guess. Mm. Which is uh, interesting. I, we were watching uh, in Giant Bomb, and a lot of people in the Giant Bomb chat kept on mentioning Machin X when this game showed up, and I was like, that, wow, yeah. I mean, yeah, but also, <laughs> oof, oof. I don't think that's the kind of game you want to invoke when you're talking about a new game, but sure. Oof. Well, that same game... with Cameo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, that game has some style. Like, yeah. That's about all I can say about it. Uh, Jet. Ooh. <laughs> the Far Shore. Uh, it's a game. Rockets. Rockets. It's got space. That's This is this game. Space, yeah. And Jet. A font that is unreadable. Yes. My old man. <laughs> He's on the far shore. Which, speaking of, James Arnold Taylor voices Ratchet, so that's pretty funny. Does he really? Yeah. What? Yeah. James I Arnold Taylor is... I genuinely did not know that. Uh-huh. Yeah, so wow. Titus and Ratchet are the same guy. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you could have him say in Ratchet's voice, my old man, and it would be Titus, and, you know, it's perfect. God. There you go. Fun facts. Uh, yeah, that is a fun <laughs> fact. Uh, they showed off Godfall, which was the first PS5 title show ever showcased. This is the game from, or that Bethesda is publishing. Eh. Very esportsy looking game. Yeah. Uh, Solar Ash is the new game from the creators of Hyper Light Drifter and is like a third person platforming action game. It looks stylish as heck. 
Yeah, that's. I was real interested in that. I'm, I'm into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had this basically kind of like the same look as Hyperlight Drifter and everything. So like, I wonder if it's like its own thing or if it's going to be connected in any sort of way. But like, yeah, that that looked real cool. Yeah, like all uh, the colors are beautiful. Yeah. Uh, reveal of the show. Well, one of them. Hitman Three. <laughs> you were so stoked. Oh man, that comes out in January. I hope that game that game comes out to old consoles as well, especially because like they have the whole infrastructure of like those other two games are on there, and like you could put the Hitman One game levels into Hitman Two. Mm-hmm. So I hope like they just will put that out on PS4 and everything. But yeah, I'm very excited to play another Hitman game. Um, Birthday present for you. Yeah, hopefully. Nice. Uh, I, the Hitman story is good and everything, but like the weird way that they try and make the, the like market that game is being very serious when like everyone who plays those games plays them in like the dumbest ways possible. I watched you play for a bit, and you play it in the dumbest way possible. So that's like, how you play Hitman. Oh my god! That's how everyone plays Hitman. It's doing it in the dumbest ways possible. Like that's how you should market this game. Like how how long can I throw this fire extinguisher at someone across the map <laughs> while dressed up in a chicken suit? <laughs> uh, the, the one level they kind of showed was like very much influenced by like the like one of the latest Mission Impossible films and like Fast and Furious Seven, where it's like this kind of like Abu Dhabi style like high rise, and you're like going around it and everything and fighting like rich people and all this sort of stuff like yeah that's a level I would play in a hitman game so yeah hitman it's real good uh Astro's Playroom is a new Astro game which apparently is going to be a pack-in on the PS5 I don't remember this one was this the one with the weird little creator creatures no I think this is after this oh okay uh it looked like a platformer. That's it. I like apparently, platformers. Apparently, like the VR version of this game is really good. Ugh. But with the the fact that this is a pack-in with the PS5, probably means it's like a more a more scaled down version of that. Probably. Uh, following that was Little Devil Inside. Um, this one had a bunch of little creatures, which apparently they also they they had to get out and apologize for racial characters. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yep. Oh Jesus! How did apparently, they do that? Was, huh? How did that happen? Uh, they were in the trailer and people noticed it and were like, "Hey, what's this?" And then they got out like on over the weekend. And were like, "Yeah, that was bad. We're gonna not have that in the actual game." Oh my God! I'll have to look that up after we're finished with this. Oof. Yep. Uh, NBA Two K Twenty One. Sweat. Man, if this is not a PS3 invoking trailer, I don't know what is. So much sweat. Sweat tech. Ugh. Man, Zion Williamson was sweaty. It was so much sweat. But yeah, it was just, here's Zion Williamson in a very poorly lit gymnasium. He's going to dunk a ball and he's going to be real sweaty. It made me so uncomfortable how wet that man was. That's how those PS3 like tech demos of like the basketball games and everything were like. It was just Why? like, here's how much we can make these people sweat. Why? Does anyone actually care how much people sweat? No. Not really. I mean, if they really wanted this to be a realistic trailer, it would have been 
here's how much you can pay for microtransactions in this video game. <laughs> and here's how broken everything is. Here's how much we have not touched my league in the last five years. It's the same version again. But it's a new console, so it's going to be even more stripped down. Uh, other big reveal. Bug Snacks. Bug Snacks. Bug Snacks. It had its own little song. It had its own song. The, those bugs were snacks, and they got eaten. You'd have wiener arms. There was a snack or, or a sandwich bug. Uh, this is a new da- new game from the creators of Octodad. Uh, it looks rad. I'm into bug snacks. I, I want to it. play bug snacks. Bug snacks. I'd play it. It was uh, very charming. Yes. Following was, that, like, hot dog arms and stuff. Wiener arms. Wiener arms. Wiener arms. <laughs> I'm glad the soul of Viva Pinata will live on in bug snacks. Bug snacks. Bug snacks. For the next. Yes, of course. The only way to smell snacks. Uh, following that was the uh, the least surprising remake out there because this game has been rumored for the last like year and a half. Uh, Demon Souls is getting remade for the PS5. <laughs> the the first of the Souls games, mm-hmm. one that people have been clamoring to play since they basically shut down the servers on the PS3 version. Um, yeah, sure. That's like Again. the closest I've ever gotten to wanting to break a controller. That's not surprising. Yeah. It's a very hard game. Yes. Uh, like I said, not surprising considering like this had been out there rumored for ages. Like it was like the worst kept secret in video games. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, I don't think Atlas is going to be publishing this one this time. <laughs> <laughs> so I that's doubt. that. But yeah, like it, that, that looked like a Souls game. All right. Uh, Deathloop, which is another game that got showed off at Bethesda last year, uh, got shown off a little bit more. It is a like, kind of like a spiritual successor, or not a spiritual successor, but like a an homage to the games like Spy vs. Spy, where you have like two characters fighting each other and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's cool that they're, they have two people of color as the main protagonists in that game. Yes. Um. Also, apparently, like the whole the whole thing is like you're dueling with another person. Like the other character is who you're dealing with mm-hmm. apparently you can play that game and have like the other person be an actual person really throughout the whole game like yeah that that seems really cool huh um yeah the game looks real interesting uh following that we got to see some werewolves Ooh. Ooh. which this has been rumored for ages that there would be werewolves in this so yes. once i saw the werewolves i was like oh i know what this is yeah, so this is the next Resident Evil game. This is Resident Evil 8 Village. Uh, there was part of me halfway through that trailer. I was like, Are they, is it, what if they're remaking Code Veronica? <laughs> <laughs> and mean, then it was like, no. No. Some of the, I mean, some of the the, uh, the way that they the made... The aesthetics looked The similar. aesthetics was very Code Veronica-esque. Um, but yeah, this is Resident Evil 8. It is following in the same path as Resident Evil 7, so it's going to be first person and everything. Pass. Uh more more horror stylings and all that sort of stuff. Also, Chris Redfield's the villain in this game. Wait, is he really the villain? That's the what that trailer is is basically implying. Oh man, I saw him like tap a dude a lot. Old man Chris Redfield. Man, dude. Resident Evil does not understand Chris Redfield at all. <laughs> Chris is like pushing fifty at this point. Like, let the man nap. Yeah. Let let him let him be free. 
I, I these games are not canon to me. The final Chris Redfield appearance was in the Resident Evil movie that yes. followed six. Yes, that's yes, it. I, that's 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 how it ended for him. That's his story. He went off and did had stuff. a happy life. Yeah, took a break. He took a vacation. Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that man. I I think that's bizarre. Um, like why that feels like edgy for the sake of being edgy. Mm-hmm. To be like, Chris is the villain. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw today, but I saw on Twitter someone had posted like a body comparison between um Chris and Mr. X <laughs> and like how they're like similar beef, which is wild. Like, do they understand how like an actual human looks? Do they do okay. they know? Let me here's my theory for Resident Evil 8. Okay. Chris is the villain. Something bad happens to him. He gets injected with some weird virus, gets sent into a portal, time travels back to 1998, and is the is Mr. X. <laughs> That's where Mr. X comes from. He's, it's actually Chris Redfield. It's actually Chris Redfield. That's why he's just trying to say hi to his sister. Mm-hmm. God. And beat wow. up Leon, because he wow. knows what happens. Yeah. He's like, stay away from my sister. You hit on her awkwardly, and that's not okay. This is for when you get drunk in that weird hotel. Bam. <laughs> oh Chris, and, and Leon's like, I don't even drink yet. <laughs> I'm a rookie cop. My Jeep. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, man. And like, when I first read about werewolves of Resident Evil, I'm like, why? Uh, but Ooh. what I really want is another game like Six. That's not gonna happen. I know, and that's this is unfortunate. Why? But they're basically Resident Evil Six is the last one of the the yeah. entire thing for me, and then the movies. They're basically kind of like going down this path of like, here's a new one if you want this kind of style, and then also we're making these old ones again. Which I don't want to just play remakes. Yeah. But Like, I, get, I feel like you could just have, like, a middle game in there that's more of, like, the action stylings that 6 basically was. You could. You could easily have a game like that. Like, give people the first-person stuff that they want that's, like, more spooky-ish. Mm-hmm. And then do, like, the action spooky stuff. In the middle, that's not just remakes. Like, yeah. instead of doing remakes, why not have a team do, like, an action-y game? Yeah. Do we need RE4? No, we don't need that remade. What we need Code is Code Veronica! I, I would play Code Veronica again, but, like, I also just want a new Resident Evil of that style. Yeah. Pretty cool. Just take an idea you had for a movie and make it a game. Yeah. Dumb action. That's all you need. That's all you need, and I'll be happy. Please make me happy. What if they redid just did did a game that was you play it through all the movies? I was just thinking that. Like, what if you just made some of the movies into a game? Yeah, you already got the tech that has the cutscenes for it. So, mm-hmm. which well, not the first one. You probably don't want to use. You probably have to redo those. But yeah. But I mean, you could play as Leon through all of them because Leon's in all three. Yeah, I guess you could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make him co-op because he always he like has a partner and probably he always all has a of them. partner. But Leon's consistent in all of them, so he'd be the protag. Yeah. 
Perfect. I would that that would be fun. I'd play the heck out of that. Like the action scenes in that last movie are so over the top and ridiculous. Like just imagine playing them. The motorcycles, yeah. Oh my god, hilarious. So good. Oh man, I want that so bad. Be real fun. Uh, yeah, so after that, we got a new game from Capcom. It is called Pragmata. It looked a lot like a Hideo Kojima trailer for most of it. Yeah, it did. Um, the dude in a spacesuit, there was a girl, there's they, gravity they going everywhere. The they go to, they go to the moon. She didn't have a helmet on the moon. I don't know what that was. This is supposed to come out in 2022, but again, Capcom literally made a game that was a tech demo for the PS4 reveal and then never put it out, so... yeah. I will hold I will hold my breath on this coming out. You might die. Don't do that. <sighs> uh they ended with the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn called mm-hmm. Horizon Forbidden West. It looked like another game like that. Yep. I played I've- this game kind of when it came out, I think a little bit afterwards. Um and it like Horizon Zero Dawn's fine, but like I played it coming off of the heels of Breath of the Wild. Oh. Which is not the best time to play this game. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I didn't play it at all. Like, I've seen people into it, but I was just like, eh. Yeah. It looked nice. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end, they unveiled the consoles. The boxes. The uh, the PS5 router. Yeah, it looks like a damn router. It, it really does. It is the most, like this is the year 2000, here's what technology is going to look like in 2020 type box. <sighs> like, obviously, it's not going to matter because most of the time it's going to be in a entertainment system or whatnot, but, like, it, it doesn't look good. My entertainment system's open, man, so, like, people are going to see it. They're going to see that router. Also, like, I don't know if you've seen it, but, like, people have been making kind of, like, mock-ups of what they think the size is going to be compared to, like, other consoles based off of, like, disk drives or usb ports on the front of it mm-hmm. this thing is f- tall apparently oh no like it's taller than a bulky ps3 it's oh, taller no. than the xbox one original oh no i have like, both of those and they barely fit in my entertainment like system. this thing is very tall also it looks like it looks funky when you're trying to like lay it flat yeah it looks weird it's and, like, the whole I lay, thing is just I lay them weird flat. um yeah there's a Disc version and non-disc version. A disc version and a non-disc drive version, which, hmm. Which, if you're wondering what I was saying earlier, check your phone and see the tweet that I sent. I did see, I saw that, and I was like, oh, okay. That's what I was saying. Um, Um, I also just don't really care for white consoles. I have a white PS4. Do you? Mm -hmm. Because I got it with Destiny. Destiny. I just, I don't. They don't age as well. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so I'm a little concerned about that. Um, but yeah, like it's it's very it's very bizarre. Yeah, I don't love it. Um, I like blue, but um, also I can say uh, pretty definitively as somebody who has worked in uh, used game retail, that thing is like a cockroach condo. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be so nasty if people have to take those in on trade. Yeah. It, ugh. I mean, I could just see the bugs crawling out of it when I looked at it. I'm like, ugh. 
Like that, that is not going to be good for that. No. Mm -mm. So good luck to any of you who work retail and have to work with used game consoles for when this comes out, because you're probably going to get bugs. Yeah. Uh, they did not announce pricing or date. Yeah, they did not. Which uh, the the thing going around is that like neither company wants to basically be first. I think basically mm -hmm. Sony doesn't want to be first because they if they do they think that Microsoft is just going to undercut them. Yeah. Because Microsoft basically has more of an idea of what they think the price should be. Sony still is kind of iffy on it. Yeah. Uh. Since we were like what like four three or four months out maybe not three but like four to five months out from when these consoles are probably going to come out. Yeah. Give me your projected pricing for the non-disc version and the disc version of the PlayStation 5. You want mine? Yes. Oh, man. Um, I mean, I personally $600 saved up for the PS4. Why you, you already have a PS4. Not PS4, PS5. <laughs> um, I, I, that's what I was thinking was the potential mm -hmm. i don't know that that's the case but i figured that like that's the max that they will go right um so 600 is currently what i'm thinking uh i assume that their discless version will be uh cheaper i mean i'm not sure i'm thinking that they want to keep it like as low as possible because the whole PS3 situation where it like backfired hard on them. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think that they're going to be able to go like $300 low on it. I think it like at least the low end is going to be around 400 at least. That would um, be my guess anyway. With the hubbub around quotes from Sony basically being like, yeah, these the stuff in these consoles are pretty high powered and everything and like them literally also having a quote that was essentially the same as the xbox ones hey if you don't want to buy a new console we have a console for you it's called the xbox 360 type of quotes out there Oof. i am guessing the disc drive version will be 599 us dollars and the disc discless drive version will be 499 us dollars so we're thinking around the same lines yeah I don't um, think they could go like two hundred dollars cheaper on a disc drive, discless drive version. They can't. Like, your that disc drive is not two hundred dollars. It's not. No, and and I mean, like the thing is, is that like I, I have a really strong feeling that the like high end version of it's going to be six hundred. So um, yeah, so like I'm thinking that's that it's going to be six hundred and five hundred, and then I think like most likely I'm guessing Microsoft's going to come in at like five hundred, four hundred. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's the reason why Sony is not saying anything. Yeah. Because they know it's going to make them look bad. I mean, that's what happened with the PS3. I mean, yep. they came in with a high price and Microsoft's like, what are you well, doing? I think, I think as well, like, with the PS3, nobody expected it to be $600. No. I think here, though, people are expecting that kind of high pricing just in general from these consoles. Yeah. Which it's going to be interesting to see because, like, there was a quote from Jim Ryan of Sony, I think today or very recently. It's like, yeah, the game industry is very recession proof. 
you know, we are able to get through these kinds of situations. And like, I don't know if you're going to be seeing a lot of consoles flying off the shelves when unemployment is, is, is at a record high when we have no jobs out here and we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Also, like, that is the worst way to just, like, cause destruction to come up on you is to be like, ah, you know, that can't happen to us. Like, yeah. Do you not know what happened in 1982, 1983? Because it wasn't just ET, and a lot of it had to do with the downturn in the economy. And that. Oof. I mean, I think that part of the issue right now is that game companies in general are a bit too cocky. Like mm-hmm. they, they feel like they can do whatever they want and it's, you know, they, they can't be touched really in terms of like economics. And that is not the case. Well, I think it's also a thing that like coming off of this generation where there was like record high sales for consoles and everything like games were big in this generation. Mm-hmm. So that's going to kind of give them like, oh, you know, we're doing real well. We can do this as this. But like yeah. history has shown that's not the case yeah i mean a decent example of that is like hey nintendo killed it with the wii mm-hmm. and then they came out with the wii u mm-hmm. yeah i loved the wii u i think the wii u was a great console it had a lot of good games switch is better <laughs> yeah um it was but- the, the wii u was a good prototype yes that they, they just had everyone publicly beta test for them. And then Switch did everything better. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the issue there was that Nintendo got real, real cocky and it just backfired. And same thing with how Sony was coming off of the heels of the PlayStation 2. Yes. Same same way Microsoft was coming off the heels of the Xbox 360. Yep. If we have everybody... Well, everybody, if we have Sony and Microsoft both coming in to it very cocky, like, what do we get? Nintendo just being like, hey, we have the Nintendo Switch. Have you heard of it? (laughs) Have you heard of the Nintendo Switch? It has some good games, y'all. I mean, you could probably even go back to, like, Nintendo coming off of the heels of the Super Nintendo. Yeah. The N64 didn't do gangbusters. Nope. So it's just one of those things that's like constant, consistent of like, you know, companies basically building themselves up through how the market is looking and everything and thinking, like, oh, we can just continue this momentum and everything. And just that's not it doesn't work that way. No. And especially when things are like, you know, freaking apocalyptic. When things are unprecedented. Yeah. Like you can't just say like, oh, we've gotten through a recession before. It'll be fine. Like, no, you didn't launch consoles in 2008. No. You were in the midst of a generation then. Like, of course, everything would have looked fine. Right. Yeah, I mean, my George Foreman PS3 was because of W sending out that, like, $800 check. Thanks, like, W. Here, get a, get a PlayStation, PlayStation 3. It's um, like the only good W ever did for me. Also, very curious, they did not mention any PS4 backwards compatibility stuff here they did not which is interesting which after the whole hubbub of them having miscommunication about that when they're from one of their first initial talkings of the ps5 like Mm -hmm. 
you'd figure they would probably have at least a little bit more grounded info on that, or at least try and clarify. Try and clarify, but no, which nope. is probably a little worrisome. Instead, we get a router. If you were <laughs> hoping for full-on PS4 backwards compatibility, in that case, like Microsoft had a very poor showing when their with their first gameplay uh, streaming event that they had, but like. To their credit, they have basically kind of been out there saying like, hey, this is what the Xbox Series X does. This is how we are doing backwards compatibility with everything. This mm -hmm. is how we are doing, like, if you buy a game on the Xbox One X, you, we, you will probably have a, a copy of it ready for you on the Xbox Series X whenever you decide to get one of those. Like, they have been very out there just like saying, hey, this is what our console does. Mm -hmm. like, Which we is important right now, I think. We haven't necessarily shown off what it's going to look like and do yet, but like... <laughs> Here are features for this console that are going to be very important to consumers and everything. And we're telling you about them, so. It's a very, it's a very peculiar time. And especially because, like, you look at this and you think, like, in previous generations past, like, by this time we would know release window pricing and yeah. everything. And basically be kind of ready for, like, what's the launch lineup looking like. Yeah. It's concerning to me that we don't have any of that. Mm -hmm. It really is. And like, I do understand that we are, like I said, in kind of like the darkest timeline at the moment, but you'd think that they'd be a little bit more on top of it. Yeah. Um, but instead it's like a match. Yeah. Yeah. Weird times. Gross. Uh, yeah. That's the PS5 unveiling event. Um, the big event from last week. Also, they, they did a PC gaming show. Persona Four is on PC now. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's the thing. Sure is. About <laughs> <laughs> all you can say about that. Yeah, I mean, like, I was pretty overwhelmed in general about the PS Five thing, and then um, underwhelmed. Is that what I said? You said overwhelmed. I was underwhelmed. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think, I think the whole thing was fine. It was it's just fine. Like, the games looked all right. They, you know, they didn't look like they were like, oh, man, I got to play these games at launch. Yeah. Like, there was nothing there that I was like, whoa. Yeah. Or that, like, screamed out, like, hey, this, like, a this lot of the games. This is a seller. Yeah. A lot of the games that I'd be interested in are probably going to be on PS4, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, but yeah, so like underwhelming PS5 and then like coming to the realization of like the further we get away from Persona 4, the less we like it. it, it it's kind of mm -hmm. been a hard week. Yeah. <laughs> Not wrong. No. Uh, EA is doing their EA play this Thursday or this past Thursday when you when you folks hear this. Um, we'll probably talk about that next week. Cool. Where they'll talk about that new Star Wars game they're making. They got leaked and they're like, oh, God, we got to talk about this now. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I know that's there. They're going to probably talk about Madden, the football. Uh, the dude who made Brothers and the Way Out going to be there talking about his new game, apparently. Okay. Uh, and that's about all I can think of. Need for Speed? Cars. Not Skate 4? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever hear, so this is a bit tangential, but there was a, like, uh, let me see if I can pull this up. 
but it was basically a skater got contacted about skate the series mm-hmm. and apparently they were like yeah we're going to be making a mobile version of skate uh this apparently this is this for this was from pro skater jason dill um and they were going to release a mobile port of skate 3 so they're like hey do you want to be involved with it and apparently he like he gets his call from them and then a woman from ea emails him is like hey do you want to be in this and he writes back to them like hey what else and they're like no no this is it and <laughs> he emails them back and it's, it's kind of rude but also just like woof. he emails them back and says look no big deal no one wants your stupid mobile version of skate 3 made skate f- 4 already just do it just make the game and just participate already <laughs> And God I think, wrecked. And I think as well, like this doesn't say it in here. Let me see if I can find another version of it. But like, okay, so yeah, uh, he's like, yeah, make C four. Just make the game just participate. Or, or again, you can't level it to the same numbers you get on other games. You can do you do it for a cultural thing that pays you back later, and that's and that's how corporations can work if they play their cards right. And she wrote me back and said basically, no, we're not going to do that. So I wrote her back and I said, we'll have a lot of luck on Need for Speed 29. I won't be in your mobile game. I think it's f- dumb. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, how do how does EA not understand that? Like, man, people really want a skate game. Let's make Skate 3 for mobile. <laughs> well, it's like, for for clarification, like, the, the team behind Skate 3 is, like, dead. Like, they've been shut down for ages. Like, they don't exist anymore. But, I mean, at the same time. But, hey, at least we're getting Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD. With old versions of the Tony Hawk Pro Skater characters. God. Real good. Uh, But, yeah. EA will be this week. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, But, for now, let's talk about video games. I played a new video game recently. That came out last night. Whoa! Monday night. Whoa! It's a new game from Nintendo. It's called Jump Roping or whatever. What? It's a it's a Nintendo published thing, apparently made mm-hmm. by employees of Nintendo during quarantine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a thing where you do jump rope. Like Final Fantasy Nine? No, like you actually do it. You hold the Joy Cons and you jump rope. Oh, interesting. That it, that's literally all it is. <laughs> How did it go? I jump rope. I jumped rope. Yeah. I need to jump rope. Well, you can download that game and... How much is it? It's free. Whoa! Free! Yeah. The the newest Nintendo release. (laughs) Jumping rope. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, I played a game. You played a game? Um, It's been out for a bit, but this is the first time that I have played it. Yes. Um, And that is Shantae and the Seven Sirens. Um, I played it on the PS4, but it has uh, a bit of a wild release schedule. We were talking about this before uh, mm-hmm. before we jumped on the Zoom. Uh, we're not sponsored by Zoom, by the way. We should be, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this originally released uh, for iOS. Uh, it was part of like the Apple Arcade, right? Yes. Um, so that was in September last year. And it's come out in parts. And then it apparently came out for macOS in parts last year and then earlier this year um, in October. And then it came out for uh, PC, Xbox One, PS4, 
May 28th, which you were like, hey, by the way, this is out. And I'm like, yay, I'm going to get this. But then also Xenoblade came out, so mm-hmm. it took a backseat. Um, and then it also came out for its Switch that day. And um, yeah, I really, really dig Shantae games. Mm-hmm. They're Metroidvania. This one irritated me a little bit and this is also something we've chatted about it was a mobile game yes and it does not have auto save it still relies on like save rooms like the the old ones do and like how metroidvania games typically do Mm -hmm. um and i'm like why is it 2020 and i'm still having to find save rooms like what is this like i understand it's like a whole nostalgia thing but like Come on. Which especially, especially seems weird for like a mobile game because like Yeah. Those are games that like you're gonna be playing in spurts and everything. Like you're not going to like be able to oh I'm gotta I gotta wrap this up, I gotta find a save room real quick, oh god, where is it at? Like that kind of thing. Like you would wanna be able to like save whenever. Right, which you literally heard me do. Like at one point we were trying to do something and I was like, All right, hold on, I gotta find a save room. Like I'm looking at the map trying to find the closest save room. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like what it Whoa. He also thinks it's ridiculous. Um, it was just really frustrating. So that was irritating throughout. Was this um, was this a thing in the previous games, or is this like this new for this version? No, it's always had save rooms, but like I I get that it's tradition at this point, and that it's like a thing with Metroidvania games, but also like sometimes traditions suck, and we should yes. move past them. Um, and I feel like that was the case here. Like, even if you don't want to give, like, just give me a menu save. Something. Don't make me find the old man in the save room. Anyway, um, so the whole gist of this game is that, um, there's going to be like a half genie festival. And that there are several half genies who have met up at this island um, and they're going to do a performance. Uh, and during the performance, all the other half genies but Shante are kidnapped. So Shante has to start exploring the sunken city that's beneath uh, the island in order to find the uh, genies. And she keeps running into Risky Boots, um, who is the antagonist in most of these games. And Risky's and like, I don't know why you're even here. And you have to fight her a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Um, and throughout you have to fight a bunch of sirens as well that are based off of fish. And some of those battles are actually quite interesting. Like really clever. But um, the thing that's kind of odd for me in this is that, uh, and this may be a side effect of it being a mobile release originally. Mm-hmm is that previous Shantae games, like, you would do dances and then, like, turn into critters that could then do, like, special abilities. Right. And so the way that it works in this one is that you have four main dances, and that's it. And you only acquire them through other genies who then, like, share their powers with you. Um, But then you also get, like, ability coin type things that's like all right well now you can be a newt and i'm like 
what? <laughs> okay. And so like you have to press certain button combinations in order to actually become like a newt or you have to press like R2 to stomp and become a turtle. Um, and so it, it just felt not as intuitive as the other games. Would this feel better if there was buttons on a screen you could press? Probably. Um, but the thing is that, like, based on how much was going on with this game, there's no way I would have wanted to play it on my phone. Mm -hmm. There is no damn way I would have wanted to play it on my phone because there's just a lot happening at once and a lot of, like, slick moves you got to pull off by, like, switching abilities and nope <laughs> uh you know I, I can pull it off because i can hit like the button combinations fine on the controller once i know what i'm doing mm -hmm. but like if i'm having to do this on my phone no it's not happening i don't have the dexterity for that i don't think anybody has the dexterity for that you'd need like four arms but um yeah, I mean, overall, it was really fun. Um, the music's great. I didn't like the animation. Um, they had, like, an intro animation and ending animation and some, like, cutscenes in the middle, which are a different art style for some reason. Um, but the intro and ending art style is just really choppy and weird. And I did not care for it. And I had you listen to the uh, Christina V, which, by the way, Christina V kills it in this. She always does. Um, but the intro song just, like, cuts off abruptly and feels very weird. Mm -hmm. um, and the voice cast is incredible. Um, they they got back basically everybody. Um, from what I remember, I could be wrong on that, though. I think there may have been one or two changes. I'm trying to look it up real quick. Also, my face itches. <laughs> um, the siren designs are actually really, really great, though. Um, it's boobs out like crazy because that's how this series works. But um, okay, so Sky was um, Karen Strassman. I think. I think. Bolo is different because he's done by Ross from Game Grumps now. Um, mm. Shermi Lee is Roddy Tops. She's always been Roddy Tops. Um, Xander Mobus, I think, is new for this because um, Uncle Mimic is Xander Mobus and he's also the mayor. Um, the funniest part is that Christina V voices three characters in this. Um, two of which are the main character and the main villain. <laughs> uh, which is really, really funny. But, um, well, the main villain-ish. There's, there's Risky, and then there's someone else who is also pulling some strings. But um, I won't spoil the big twist at the end, because there is a big twist. There always is. Um, but it's fun, but it's not my favorite, is the quickest way to explain it. Mm-hmm. Like, I had fun with it. There's no way I want to go back and 100% it. There's no way I want to go and get all the trophies. Like, it's just not happening. Right. Um, the map is fun. It has a lot of different areas you can explore. But um, the issue with it, and maybe this is just my lack of patience and age, I don't know. But um, 
a lot of the abilities you don't get until like pretty late and then like there aren't quick ways to get back to the areas that you would need to get to in order to use those abilities and get items so you'd have to do a lot of like spelunking to get there which sucks because there's warp rooms but they're just not nearby what you need to get to so i guess my big complaint is that there needs to either be a better save system and there needs to be a better warping system but it's charming and it's fun That's i had good. a good time with it um like i don't i don't regret playing it or paying for it or anything mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit but it's yeah it's definitely not my favorite i think the one that i played on the wii u was a lot more what was that half genie hero that's sound right i liked it better other than the dlc because the dlc sucked yeah but um that that game in general just felt better and do you think that was helped more because like it felt like this was a game developed you know for consoles than like hey we got this we got the apple money and we're gonna make this for apple arcade first and then put it out elsewhere kind of thing yeah i mean that's a possibility but even then you would think that they would like i i don't know optimize it for mobile usage mm -hmm. instead they're like kind of straddling the line of like is this a mobile game or is this a console game and it's kind of neither right um which is really the issue is that like it kind of needed to pick a side and stick to it mm -hmm. but it didn't do that um there are some really amusing scenes though that the writing is still top notch which is great because, uh, you know, it's been going on for like, what, 20 years that Shantae's been a thing? Yeah, because like the, the original Game Boy Color game came out like, what, in 99, 98, 2000? I was thinking 99, but I could be wrong. It's somewhere around there because, I mean, it's a Game Boy game. 2002. Same difference. I mean, it's still, like, close to 20 years old. Yeah, yeah, Um I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, um, so, you know, you would think, like, oh, you know, it's possible the writing might take a dip or whatever, but it's it's still pretty top-notch. Um, like, I sent you the screenshot of the whole, like, action figures thing, and that legitimately made me laugh. That they're not dolls, they're action figures. Especially when you're talking to a giant squid about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it just didn't know what it wanted to be. That's my hot take. So you played it on PS4, right? Yep. Did it have anything funky with it? Other and than it like the weird like... You said like there was like cutscene funkiness? Oh, it, it just... It, it wasn't funky in the sense that it didn't run well. It was funky in the sense that it was drawn horribly. Oh, because like, cause I'm looking at uh, the overall Shantae page, and apparently like the Metacritic scores for like the PS4 and Xbox One version are like 
fair like much lower than the switch and pc versions really yeah like the ps4 has a 70 the xbox one has a 68 compared to the switch's 81 and pc's 80 wow so i don't know if like that's just the thing just the console reviewers are more harsh on it or something or there was something technically wrong in the i didn't have any technical issues with yeah, it no so that's that's weird hmm. um no i just it played fine and yeah. it didn't have any kind of like lag issues or crashes or anything weird it just like i said didn't know what it wanted to be and those opening and ending cutscenes were just like horribly drawn they're just like really sharp when like all the other drawn segments of it are like rounded well like the, i know the the opening cutscene is done by studio trigger mm -hmm. so that's completely different than what the actual team would do so right so it looks very bizarre that you have like this weird opening sequence that everybody looks very very poor then yeah that's just like that like that's that team style i don't like it i don't like it at all it's <laughs> very weird you're gonna make all the anime fans mad now well you know what's new <laughs> anime fans are always mad <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah i just i didn't like it yeah that's fair um but yeah uh you will definitely get your uh face full of boobs all over this game that's not surprising mm -mm, not surprising at all they're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap this episode up then. Yeah, time to go jump rope. Jump rope. Move your move your arms in a circle. Jump. Anyways, for more from us, you can go to SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SSC.cool where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Seasonal Anime Checkup and Jared and Al Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you like more from Anladium, go to Anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash AnimeCheckup. And you can support us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash SACOVA. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast, bonus episodes, all that fun stuff. Yay! Uh, next week, we'll talk about what EA did and then we'll talk about something else. Yay!